Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Friday, April 3rd. Before I get to my conversation with World Team Tennis CEO Carlos Silva, where we discuss this weekend's inaugural World Team Tennis Celebrity All-Star Special, which tennis fans across the globe can see 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday on CBS Sports, I want to run through some of the other storylines going on in the tennis world, and of course, have to remind all of you listeners that today's podcast, as all of these mini breaks are, are brought to you by our friends at Diadem Sports. And you know the pitch. They're helping tennis players across the globe elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet. It's their Nova 100. It's their Elevate 98, which blend explosive power, precision control, and will bring out the best of your game regardless of your personal playing style. Five different sets of strings, all tailored for various uh, specific styles of play. So again, it's your one-stop shop for all of your tennis needs. If you go to their website right now, diademsports.com, use our promo code CR50. You'll get 50% off your order, and you'll get to rock a wonderful hooded sweatshirt like I am today with my beautiful Diadem logo across my chest. It just puts me in a podcasting mood. It makes me feel like I'm going to perform well when I'm doing tennis-related uh, subject, uh, tennis-related activities, and this is a tennis-related activity, certainly. And so again, they have been so helpful to us, so supportive. The least we can ask you to do is go support them, diademsports.com. Use that promo code CR50. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm excited this weekend to get to see some never-before-seen tennis with the World Team Tennis All-Star event coming up. Celebrities like, celebrities I should say, fantastic tennis players who have leveraged that success into celebrity, celebridom, uh, whatever the word for celebrity lifestyle is, uh, in the Bryans, in Sharapova. Madison Keys, Ryan Harrison, all of your favorite world team tennis stars coming to one place for a really fun event. If you haven't gotten to see the world team tennis format, it's different than your traditional scoring outputs. It's more along the college format, no ad scoring. It's actually the format Max Rothman and I played in club tennis. And I know you listeners know about world team tennis at this point, so I don't need to give you the basics. I will say definitely go check out that event uh, on CBS Sports. And again, we are going to get to my conversation with Carlos shortly. But I'm really proud of some of the content we've come up with here at Cracked Rackets this week. And as we all face another weekend in quarantine, just want to give you a rundown of what you all can be watching to f- or listening to to fulfill all of your tennis fixes. Let's start with our YouTube channel because seriously, Super Producer Daniel Westoff has just been killing it on there with our new video series, whether it's overserved, our look at all of the unintentional comedy that happens on a day-to-day basis throughout the tennis world, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, 
TikTok, uh, you know, funny s- videos, whatever it may be. We try and highlight that, poke fun at it, reproduce our own versions of that content and more in that overserved series. They're about 10-minute videos, but they're always good for laughs, and I, I keep being prouder and or I should say more and more proud of the episodes we produce. They get better and better, as so many things do when you try them more frequently in life. And, you know, super producer Daniel Westoff's been killing it there. He also rocked out a, some, an episode I thought that was going to kill him, CR Classics, our new series looking at some of the best tennis matches in tennis history. And, and you know, it's not just us talking about the match, although you can find it in podcast format, but it's interactive videos of the match, highlights playing throughout the video that Westoff put together, Jamie McDonald and I tackle the 2011 French Open men's semifinal where Roger Federer knocks off an undefeated Novak Djokovic for the first time during that season. Uh, fantastic match. The finger wag at the end says it all. We talk about that and more as well as the implications, what the scene set the scene beforehand, all of those different things. You can find that again in video form on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed, three clicks, 30 seconds, do it so I can stop asking. Uh, I've spent more time talking about it than you would having than time it would take you to just go subscribe. Uh, so please knock that out of the way. Do it for super producer Daniel West stuff, if nothing else. But, you know, on the podcast front, again, you can listen to that CR Classics episode. We've had some great guests this week. You start with guys like Andy Katz uh, at the end, who we had Wednesday to discuss the NCAA's decision to extend an extra year of eligibility to all of those college seniors who lost their final semester of spring athletics due to the coronavirus. Uh, we've had guests like Dennis Kudla on Claire Liu, the former American junior slam champion now top 250 uh, player who again was still I think 19 turns 20 this season another one of those amazingly talented American next-gen women Uh, so great interviews mini breaks breaks all week long as well it feels like years ago but really fun episode on Monday when Jamie and I made college lineups out of the ATP rankings Uh, so it's been a fun content week and you can find all of that content on our website crackedrackets.com the content you are all here for now my conversation with world team tennis CEO Carlos Silva let's get to that right after this break Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to bring on today's guest because it has been so long since any of us have had the chance to consume any live tennis or at the very least tennis we haven't seen before. And I know I speak for tennis fans everywhere when I say we are thrilled for this weekend's inaugural World Team Tennis Celebrity All-Star Match, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday on CBS Sports. Joining us to discuss that event, the upcoming 2020 World Team Tennis season, recap 20. 2019 is the World Team Tennis CEO, a guy returning to our podcast today. Carlos Silva, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Alex. How are you? 
I'm doing well. And I have to say the real news, I have to get right to this question because I was doing my research in preparation and this stuck out to me more than anything. In response to Zach Leonsis, uh, who said he's doing his best to stay in shape and was looking for suggestions, your suggestion in response, run three to six miles a day with the dogs, bike 10 to 20 miles a day, swim as soon as it's warmed, haven't missed a day since the 08 Boston Marathon, so no virus is going to keep me from getting it done every day plus weekend yoga carlos silva how do you do it <laughs> it keeps me young it keeps me young yeah i uh i it's i got a good streak going i can't lie i'm a little crazy about it but uh i really haven't missed a day since the 2008 boston marathon and uh it was, i was inspired by a fellow i ran my first marathon in boston in 2008 and i was i was there before the race and we were at the west end right in copley square and uh uh a friend of ours who at the time wrote for runner's world magazine uh, had his running shorts on and he was going out for a run the day before the Boston marathon. I was scared to run the Boston marathon. I, I had never run that far. Uh, and I was like, what are you, Jim, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going for a run. And I said, you're crazy. We're running the Boston marathon tomorrow. And he said, well, I haven't missed a run in 10 years. And I said, what do you mean you haven't missed a run in 10 years? He says, yeah, even the day I got married, I, I have not missed. I've never gone for less than a one mile run for 10 years every single day. And uh, and I never forgot it. And ever since the 2008 Boston Marathon, I've held the same standard of of at least a, a one mile run or, a, you know, a bike ride of a half an hour or or something. And it's true. I haven't haven't missed a day since uh, since that day at the Boston Marathon. That is incredible, and I think your jawline reflects that hard work, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, it all is starting to come together now. It makes sense. That is a remarkable streak, by the way, and something I can only hope to continue to do. I have, I've gone stir-crazy, so I have to go run outside every That's day. That's the best. Oh, it, it absolutely clears yeah, your we head. All, if- right, now, right now, going for a walk or taking the dogs out or, or getting a little jog in or a little bike ride is probably the— the you know most important thing for all of us is we all stay home. Yeah, I also see you are putting in some time on the grass court as well. Is it fun uh, getting your racket out as you know frequently as possible? The fun little games. Oh yeah, we've been doing it. My you know my my twin girls are here at the house, and uh, you know we've gotten to do some things. We are obviously having dinner every night, and you know they're working from home, and I'm working from home, and and so yeah, we've been doing some fun things and. Uh, Gabrielle and Sabrina both said, let's let's try and do some sort of a little tennis video every day. So we were out in the front yard as the grass is starting to turn and just hitting some volleys and having a good time. Oh, again, the volleys look clean. You say you don't have a backhand. I beg to disagree. <laughs> uh, I think it's all looking good. So glad to see uh, you and your family are staying safe and healthy. And, you know, uh, one thing I do, of course, I want to bring out something I know the World Team Tennis Organization is doing for your coaches and athletes. You guys, yesterday, it was announced giving $1,000 checks to all of the participants in the World Team Tennis season, which, again, from the start, that is such an amazing thing to see. So congratulations to you guys but you know why did you guys feel that was something important for you to do you know look uh the these players are affected as you know uh you know when you play tennis you you don't earn you don't earn money if you don't play uh they don't have year-long contracts like you do in the nfl or the nba uh, or the nhl uh they go out and every single time they take the court first round second round third round uh they make they make their money 
and so we were just all talking. Uh, you know, we've got about 60 players and coaches this year, and and uh, the owners led by Fred Luddy. You know, Fred just said to me, you know, we should send a few bucks to everybody. Uh, and, you know, what do you think? And, you know, why don't you just literally just said it. Why don't we send a thousand bucks to every player and coach? Just it'll be a little something. It'll help them out. For some of these players, you know, just have a little, you know, extra few dollars to pay their rent or, you know, be around and have groceries or do whatever. And so, uh, yeah, on Tuesday we sent a nice note from the league, uh, signed by Fred and and myself and and Eric Davidson, and uh, and then we're just wiring or Venmoing, however these players are, um, them a thousand dollars. It's it's uh, it's purely a gift and it's just something to say thank you for being part of the World Team Tennis family. So we're really happy to do it. I'm very lucky that I've got an ownership group that, uh, you know, helps to support me and the league and the players. So I, I feel um, I feel very uh, blessed to, to be working with guys like that. And again, it's so commendable. So I do want to applaud you guys that sort of effort. I know, uh, you know, at this point, every dollar counts for everyone. So even, you know, $1,000 can go a long way for so many of these players. And it did, you know, one of the downs, not downsides, but it sucked because all of the tennis news, uh, all everyone's ears and eyes turned yesterday with Wimbledon announcing their cancellation, uh, the ATP and WTA tours uh, pushing back their start date to July 13th. And, of course, the World Team Tennis schedule is scheduled to start July 12th. Uh, I have to ask, given yesterday's announcement, I know you guys released a small press release saying you're still monitoring things and hoping to have the season start as scheduled. But how does that pushback uh, of the ATP WTA schedule affect your plans moving forward? And, you know, where is the 2020 season for World Team Tennis at at this point? Yeah, I mean, you'll see uh... – you know, we had said we were going to put out our next announcement on April 6th. That's Monday. And uh, and that's still our plan. But, uh, you know, we've already been talking about it. Uh, we're going to monitor the situation in April. Uh, you know, we obviously were waiting and heard the same news from Wimbledon and, you know, sort of knew that it was likely coming over the last week or so with a lot of people talking about it. Uh, you know, WTA and the ATP pushed their schedule to July 13th, which is really right when our season starts as well on July 12th. Uh, and I think, uh, I think one of the things about world team tennis is, um, we can monitor the situation. We have a vault, we have a small board and we, uh, are in contact with all the general managers of all of our teams on a weekly basis. We do a weekly call with them, uh, as well as the coaches. And now, uh, we're in contact obviously with all the players as well. So we're going to monitor things in April. And I think the first week of May, and this will be in our official announcement on Monday, the first week of May, we'll uh, analyze where we are. Uh, look, we're all in the same boat all around the world. We're all in our homes. Uh, you know, certainly here in the United States, we're in our homes for the next 30 days until the end of April. And uh, we have a lot of re respect for um, the CDC and the WHO and and um, and everything that's coming out of the, uh, the office of the president and, and listening to... Um, you know, Dr. Fauci and everyone else. And, and I think we'll sit and wait. Uh, we're in contact with all of our venues and all of our teams. And, and we'll do that update on uh, at the beginning of May. And, and we'll see. Look, we're all hopeful. We all want to play some tennis. We all want to see some sports. Uh, but we got to get through April and sort of see where we are at the beginning of May. So, that, so that's our plan. 
Yeah, and again, uh, we look forward to those continued announcements. World Team Tennis is, you know, growing as fast as it ever has. Last year, you guys get on CBS Sports for the first time. Uh, you know, they have the broadcast. They're able to broadcast throughout this season. I think it was 15 different matches, and I know it was so successful, you were able to expand again to a ninth roster this year in Chicago. Uh, what would you say, How you know, looking back on that 2019 season, how did your first year at the helm go? Would everything as expected better than expected what's your uh you know report card i you know i i think i think it was a it was a solid year i think we you know we we went into the year with three goals um you know one was to expand and we did that in in vegas and orlando so i think that was a good check mark um usca national campus in orlando was great uh the orleans in las vegas was great um so that was sort of number one. Number two was uh, to you know really create some distribution for World Team Tennis. They really hadn't had much distribution in the last ten years. Uh, signed a deal with with CBS, uh, but most important of that was that we had broadcast on CBS as well as CBS Sports Network. So there was a great one-two punch with broadcast and cable, and then signed I think a great distribution deal with ESPN Plus, which added um, the fastest-growing product in the digital marketplace and um, in ESPN plus, and then, you know, now being bundled in with Disney plus. So I think uh, the combination of broadcast cable uh, and, and sort of what I'll call linear digital distribution, I thought was as good as it takes. And then I think we did some good rest of world deals with, with daily motion and Yuku in China. And so we continued to, to grow the footprint around the world with so many international players playing as well. So I think also a good, you know, number two is a check mark. And then number three was, attract more and more players. We, we made a few rule changes. Uh, we now had playoffs and finals in Las Vegas on broadcast. Players like to be on television. And I think we had as good a roster as we had had in our 44 years with, um, you know, from John Isner to Sloan Stevens, Azarenka, Madison Keys, Taylor Fritz, Nick Kyrgios, the Bryant brothers, I mean, the, the list just went on and on and on. And, uh, you know, Feliciano Lopez and Sam Query and Danielle Collins. And uh, I just think it was great. Um, and so I think we hit our marks in 2019, but we also were honest about it. It was it was year one of a rebuilding plan that we we think is going to take three years to really turn World Team Tennis into the uh, into the highest quality sports property out there in tennis. And. And so it, it'll be part, part of that build. And obviously 2020 is going to be a challenge because the world is challenged right now uh, with the virus. But we're going to keep our heads down for the moment and, and try and keep building on the momentum. And, you know, one of those things was to continue to expand. And so we're expanding in Chicago with the Chicago Smash, uh, which is exciting. And so that'll be our ninth team. Uh, and then I think we continue to build with the players and, you know, we've got the Bryant brothers playing a full season. We've got Stevie Johnson playing a full season. We've got Sam Query playing a full season. Danielle Collins playing a full season. Sloan Stevens playing a full season. It's it's changed. And I think some of that is it's a great property. The players really enjoy it. It's a great way to get their season started uh, as they get into the hard court season. Uh, you know, playing the same kind of court, the same kind of ball that they're going to be playing as they go through the U.S. Open. And, uh, and they get to have some teammates so they can try some things and, and rely on their teammates to get wins too. And so, uh, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep at it here, um, you know, uh, even as we keep our eye on the, 
you know, the worldwide uh, progress, um, you know, that's happening right now, you know, uh, in a negative fashion, but hopefully it will turn positive if, um, if everyone stays home. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And that was a, you know, a perfect answer. I do have a couple of follow-ups off of that. Let's start with the Vegas component. Last year, the postseason moves there. Evidently, it leads to a high level of play as the Lasers and the Empire come down to the final point, 2019, you know, Super Breaker in the final to decide things. Um, but do you find players are receptive to that getting to spend, you know, a weekend in Vegas for an event such as this, because you're right. There's nothing else like it in tennis right now. One weekend, you know, team atmosphere. Uh, did you find players more receptive to that? Do you think it helps in, when you go out and try and recruit players to say, Hey, come play this season of world team tennis? Oh, there's no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, we heard last year, Oh, it was so great to make the playoffs. It was so great to fly off to Vegas to, to be part of the final four, um, you know, and, and make it to the semifinals. And then, you know, obviously we saw a great finals as well, but um, I, I think general managers, coaches, the players all, you know, they felt special. It's, it's special to make the playoffs of a professional organization. There's no doubt about it. And then this year you add on top of that, the prize money that we're um, we're adding to the postseason, where, we're going to give away a million dollars, 500,000 to the winners, 250 to the runner up and 125,000 to each of the teams um, that make the postseason. So, again, it just continues to elevate world team tennis into a, a major ATP or WTA event. When you look at about four million dollars in regular season pay, you know, contracted pay, as well as another million dollars in postseason prize money, it's you know, it's a, a close to a $5 million event and that's a big deal. And uh, world team tennis is a big deal. So we, you know, we're happy to, you know, have the players feel that way. And I think it's reflected by the, the types of players that are trying to get in, you know, the rosters filled up this year faster than they ever have. Uh, and now look, you know, unfortunately with the cancellation of Wimbledon, we're getting a lot of inbound calls um, for players that, have a little time and they want to maybe jump in and play world team tennis. And so Matt Elephant on our player relations side is, is fielding more and more calls from players and agents than we ever have. And, and we're going to, you know, continue to probably beef up the rosters around the nine teams with some of these inbound calls. So it's, it's exciting, but we still have to be, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic around certainly around how things go in April here, uh, you know, before we just, um, you know, give any sort of, uh, ready to go sign because that, you know, that all clear is going to come from the government and, um, and, you know, but hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. So a couple of things again off of that. One, when the inevitable World Team Tennis Draft Free Agency Special needs a host, you've got your guy right here, Carlos. I'm ready to count down draft good to, picks. Good to, to know. Good to know. Yeah. Any, any draft day trades, you trade, you know, two first, the right to the Bryants, and you get them both, maybe something like that. I, we'll, we'll, I'll sketch out some ideas for Sounds you. Sounds perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you talk about the increase in prize money, and that's a reality. Players are going to follow the money. Why wouldn't they? Um, to get back to the marketing piece of this, because you go on CBS Sports, and World Team Tennis is a different product than anything else out there in tennis, the no-ad format, that it's one set, shorter scoring, it sets are quick. 
Do you think that has proven to be? I mean, I mean, I know I'm a fan of it. I played club tennis in college. It's the same format that we play. Right. But do you think th- this format continues to prove that it is a more marketable form for the sport moving forward? Because y- you've said this before, and I know this is a long question. I apologize, but you know these five set matches at Wimbledon. If they go four plus hours to expect to hold a viewer's uh, attention for four hours, it's just not realistic. Do you think no ad scoring is the future of? as well as, you know, coaching on the sidelines and all the interactive parts of World Team Tennis uh, as a broadcast format as well? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, you, you've got to give, you know, the credit where credit's due around the build of World Team Tennis over the last 40-plus years. You know, Billie Jean and, and Alana and others, you know, had great vision around uh, the game being quicker, faster, more fun, more entertaining, but yet still super high quality tennis like just because it's fun and entertaining doesn't mean it's not the best tennis in the world and i think the quicker sets uh you know you said it the no ad scoring creates a level of drama it it changes the way you uh you play you know you yourself said you know you played it in college so so did i and uh you know it changes the way you play uh you know if you're serving at 40 15 it changes the way you think about it because you really don't want to get to deuce and have to play a sudden death point, one point to win or lose your serve. And so it changes the way the players think about it. I think it provides a level of focus that's super exciting. And then on top of it, music in between every match, you know, guys like Kyrgios and and Venus and everyone else high-fiving and running out on the court and doing what you want to do in a team sport, which is cheering your teammates on to try and get a victory. That's uh, that's a really great piece of what World Team Tennis is about. And that that's not to say it's, different or better than a major or a a major tournament uh it's okay it's just i think our format does fit the times and i think it creates great bite-sized chunks that work on digital platforms and uh and i think uh for our distribution partners uh knowing that a match is gonna be contained to five sets no ad scoring really helps us to know that it's going to take about two and a half hours and within that two and a half hours you're going to get a result and so I think all of those things uh, just continue to sort of say that World Team Tennis got it right, you know, 10 years ago. And maybe now's the time for it just to continue to grow. And everyone's sort of recognizing that um, that it is a, a great, fun and uh, fast moving format. Yeah, to that, I'd also add the parity, right? Teams, I think three through six were all within two games of each other. And, you know, you look at the games, one's game loss differential. All of these teams can beat one another on any different day. And I think that's something you see in college tennis, but maybe not as often on the pro tour. So especially during this era of the big three on the men's side. So it is great to see all those things. And you see a player like Taylor Townsend, who had a great world team tennis season, go on to success at the U.S. Open as well. Ulysses Blanche, a guy who played a season of World Team Tennis, wins the Ann Arbor Challenger at the start of his season. It's a great outlet for so many players who uh, don't get to play in the team format. So obviously, I'm a bit advocate, if you can't tell. Uh, yeah. you know, and then also the rule changes that you frequently uh, have mentioned and uh, you know, the no-ad scoring, and we, we talked about that. But the idea of having coaches mic'd up and listening to the coaches interact with the players and listening to the players interact with one another— I know you've explored elements of it at World Team Tennis, but even getting you know more intimate, asking the players if they'd be willing to do that, is that something you could see moving forward as well? Oh, you know, we've, we've, we've done it. We did a lot at the All-Star match, and you'll see some of that on CBS on Saturday. 
you know, all the players were mic'd up. Uh, it's, it really helps you get in the middle of the game, certainly in doubles and mixed doubles. It's super entertaining to understand what they're doing. It's great. It's great for the amateurs out there to, to get a little insight into what, you know, the Bryant brothers are talking about, or, you know, what, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, any mixed doubles team is getting ready to do and how they're going to play those points. I just think it makes it, uh, it makes it very entertaining. We're going to continue to do more of it. You know, my background in, in media and interactive uh, is embedded in everything that I think about as we produce both for the league and both for our digital and broadcast partners. So you're going to keep seeing more of it. We're going to keep pushing the envelope. Everyone was mic'd up at the all-star match. We had, uh, 10 of our matches were mic'd up in 2019, and we're going to probably try and mic up every single match in 2020, uh, depending on how logistics work out. But it, it's a lot of fun. We're trying to perfect, you know, where the mics go and, you know, how the players are wearing them and, uh, and how they work so we can pick that up for the fans. And uh, we'll continue to do more of it. That's a perfect segue. Tell our fans about the World Team Tennis Celebrity All-Star match that they get the chance to see this Saturday. Yeah, so you know, we wanted to we wanted to give something back to the fans, and so we decided to uh, bring the best of the best together in La Costa. We we did this uh, maybe luckily a little bit early, uh, you know, before everything uh, got bad in March. Uh, it was on February 29th and March 1st at La Costa. Uh, you know, we had a full stadium. Uh, you know, the Bryant brothers, Maria Sharapova. You know, James Blake and, and Marty Fish coached and, you know, Coco Vandeway and Ryan Harrison and Sam Query and Madison Keys and Taylor Townsend. It was uh, it was really Monica Puig was there. I mean, it was it was a great lineup. We had a bunch of legends out there. Rod Laver was there and, uh, you know, Charlie Passerell and others were, you know, honored down on the court. Uh, it was a great match. The Bryants, uh, you know, Bryants are going to be playing a full season for us in Vegas. They had a fabulous time. They ended up, uh, they ended up having a great day. Uh, I won't tell you all about it so you can watch, but I, I promise you, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, it'll be a great hour of, of new tennis. And then, um, and then you'll be able to watch it, you know, in the coming days after, you know, on online as well, we'll release it, but uh, certainly on Saturday, 1.30 PM Eastern time on big CBS broadcast CBS uh, in any of your local markets, you know, one thirty PM Eastern time, ten thirty Pacific. Uh, make sure you watch it. It's, uh, oh, it's, I, it's I, a great, it's a great all-star lineup. I will definitely be watching. Do you make an appearance on the court? Uh, I, I did not make an appearance uh, on the court. You'll see me, you know, in, uh, you know, I'm the suit. Uh, so, you'll, <laughs> you know, you'll see me running around and, and I got to tell everyone a little bit about what we were doing. And there's a great surprise appearance by Red Foo. And Red Foo is going to forever be indebted to me because uh, we got him slotted in. I'll, I won't I won't spoil it, but you'll you'll get to see Red Foo have a little fun with the Bryan brothers, too. So uh, make sure you watch. It's it's uh, it's great tennis and it's uh, it's very entertaining. Oh, I am looking forward to it. And again, for our listeners, that's 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports. Be on the lookout for that stream. A couple more for you down the home stretch here because I know you, you've obviously got things to do. But uh, I know there are currently a league men's and female MVPs. Are we thinking about getting first team all world team tennis going? We can vote on the ballot. One singles player, women's singles player, men er, men's and women's. One men's and women's doubles team and then a mixed doubles team just so we can start really getting a data bank of history going absolutely we've uh we, we love that idea and we want to get the fans engaged 
Uh, there's probably going to be a lot of that as we think about All-Star 2021. Uh, you know, we put All-Star 2020 together. Uh, you know, we had such a great lineup that we were able to pull together. But I think now, and I think maybe a little hint to that is, is if you look at Taylor Townsend. You know, Taylor had a great season in 2019, a, a fabulous season. But then more on top of it, then she leveraged that great season to get to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open. She was definitely one of our all-stars and and we we picked her but you know as we move forward i know the fans would have picked her as well because of the great season she had and the great run at the u.s open and so i think as we as we get into the 2020 season you'll see more of that as we move towards all-star 2021 get more fan engagements around the mvps around the you know the best server the best returner the best men's and single men's, you know, women's singles, doubles, mixed doubles, etc. And uh, and you're absolutely right, Alex. We will be doing that. Oh, looking forward to that. Can we get a skills challenge at the All Star Game? You like one tweener, one underhand drop shot serve, and I don't know, maybe an around the net post passing shot or something. Well, I tell you, I tell you, this year uh, we, you know, there hadn't been an All Star match since 1976 <laughs> when Billy Jean and Rod Laver and Chrissy Everett played in it. So we, we brought it back. It was a, a great success. Everyone had a great time. Uh, that that All-Star weekend was a, a Saturday night party and a meet and greet and a VIP with the players. There was a great tennis clinic with all the players on Sunday morning, followed by the All-Star match on Sunday afternoon on on um, on CBS. And, and next year, you will absolutely see a skills challenge added to All-Star weekend. We've already been working on it. It's going to be super, super fun, and it'll be great for the fans. There's no doubt. Yeah, I think the World Team Tennis social media presence continues to get better and better, so that's a credit to what you guys are up to. But that's awesome. Even if it's a champagne-filled 40-yard dash, like I'm, I've always just wanted to see how fast these guys and girls can run the 40 in because it's, just, it's a tennis-applicable drill, so I sure. am all in. Yeah, all in on that. All right, what do we have to do salary cap-wise to ensure there's more trading throughout the season? Should we start instituting a hard cap? Do we push teams well, over the luxury tax? Well, we we have a, we actually have have a hard cap now at, at uh, I think it's $428,000 per team. And so there is a cap in place and uh, there are penalties if you go over the cap. And so we, uh, we do have to keep things in line, but if, you know, if somebody wanted a really big player to come in and, and they want to pay them a, a big dollar amount, they, you know, it can happen. Uh, it's all part of the, the rules and regs. And, um, and, you know, look, there were some trades last year that were really interesting. And, uh, you know, we'll sort of see how things go during the regular season and see if if there's any trades that, that you know, transpire to try and help teams make the playoffs. There's certainly a million dollars at stake to get to the playoffs. So teams are going to think differently about how they've got to get lined up with uh, with 14 regular season matches. And you got to be in the top four. Only four out of the nine teams make the playoffs. I wish you could see the smile on my face right now. I'm all in. I love that. All right, the last one for you, because, again, there's a new team in Chicago. Uh, it's obviously great that you expand the outreach in the Midwest. There's already the team in Missouri as well, uh, the Springfield Lasers. But, you know, for you guys to have Kamau and Sloan and Evan King all committed to the Chicago team, how helpful is that for you? And then, you know, ultimately to put a footprint in Chicago, how good is that for world team tennis? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, it, I mean, you know, you just start, you know, you start with Sloan, you start with a, uh, a great ambassador with a great smile with a grand slam 
victory at our national championship at the U.S. Open, and it's as that's as good as it gets. And you know, and she's local. Uh, you know, you add her coach and Kamal, who's done so much in Chicago. Uh, you know, for kids and tennis, and but is also you know coaching Sloan and moving things forward. And then you know you add you know you add Evan. Uh, it's a great it's a great foundation for the team. It's a great start. Uh, Jocelyn Davy is uh, is moving from the Orlando Storm up to Chicago to help us guide that. She's also from Chicago, so you've got a great general manager uh, to guide the team. And um, and so I think it's. It's as good a as good a start as you can have for expansion, and we're excited to be working with um, with UIC to be playing there. Uh, it's a great indoor facility. There won't be any weather issues, which is great, and uh, that way we'll ensure getting all of our regular season matches in. So I'm super excited about Chicago, and it's a it's such a great sports town. Yeah, we were there for the national indoors for the D1 women, and it was at Access in downtown, and it was a gorgeous facility. It was such a blast just to be uh, in Chicago. It's a, it's a, clearly a tennis-loving city as well, and that's a Midwest guy. Yeah, no um, doubt. I, yeah, without a doubt. There's a tennis community there to be had. Well, again, uh, Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time. Do you want to make a preseason pick? God willing, we get things started on time. Who's going to take home the 2020 title? Yeah, you know, I— I really can't make a pick, but I will tell you, and I'll throw I'll throw it out there for all the coaches. I I can tell you because I at least recently saw Luke Jensen, and he just came up to me and he said, "Hey Carlos, where's the King Trophy?" And I said, "Well, it's, you know, it's it's we're taking care of it. It's it's stored. It's going to get polished up." He's like, "He's like, if you need my address to just send it to me in New York now, because we're going to win the 2020 season." That's what Luke Jensen has said. So I'll just throw that out to all the other coaches to see what you all think. But that's Luke's stance. Oh, I love to hear that. Luke is a character. We had him on last year. I mean, I feel like there are so many great characters. That's part of the fun, right? It's not just the players. It's the coaches as well. Uh, no doubt. We've got some great coaches, too. And they they all love tennis. They, they're all great ambassadors for us. And so, uh, look, we're, we're, really, we're really lucky to have the, the family at World Team Tennis and uh, – Looking forward to, you know, again, getting through these next these next 30 days first. That's step one. And then we'll all come back and talk about the, you know, where we are with the 2020 season. But, you know, everyone, uh, uh, you know, stay at home, wash your hands um, and, you know, get a little exercise every day. Yeah, and when you veto a Sophia Kennan for Blanche in a future first trade, I'll bring you back on to discuss it. But again, uh, Carlos, thank you so much for taking t- the time. The event is the World Team Tabinus Celebrity All-Star Match, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday on CBS Sports. Carlos, stay safe, stay healthy, and I look forward to more videos of you and your family playing tennis. Thanks, Alex. Talk soon. Yep, take care. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with World Team Tennis CEO Carlos Silva. And Carlos has done so much for our sport. Uh, he is so bought into the World Team Tennis format. You can just tell he is so passionate about it. And, you know, I can't tell you how much we appreciate that passion he shares for our beloved sport. And a huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat with us. We're all really excited about that All-Star event this Saturday. So hopefully you all will go check that out as well, as I think World Team Tennis can be something that will be tremendously beneficial for our sport moving forward. And much like listening to these podcasts, the least we can do is go watch those events, support 
support them when they happen. And, you know, as Carlos said, we are all well aware there are concerns much bigger than tennis at this point, but here's to hoping, along with the world getting back healthy and safe, that we can see the World Team Tennis season in 2020 because I think they're off to really special things. I think as a product, it continues to get better and better with each passing year. And, you know, it's on TV now, which is not something you could say easily in the past before. So really excited for the continuing developments at World Team Tennis. As I mentioned off the top, plenty of Cracked Rackets content to get you through this weekend. New series CR Classics, which launched this past Wednesday looking at some of the best matches in tennis history. If you want to see video highlights of the matches we're talking about, along with the commentary Jamie McDonald and I produce in episode one, where we talk about the 2011 French Open men's semifinal between Federer and Djokovic, go check that out on our YouTube channel right now. Search Crack Rackets. Subscribe to that channel. You'll never miss a video again. As soon as we hit 1,000, I swear I will stop asking you all to do that. Uh, but seriously, Super Producer Danny Westoff up to all sorts of cool things on there. Uh, Overserved episodes one, two, and three, where we poke fun at some of the stupid stuff that happens week in, week out in the tennis world. You can find those episodes. You can find all of our videos, in, all of our podcast interviews with some added video as well. Again, it's just West Off's world. We're all just living with it, and he kills it on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, in terms of the podcast, we keep cranking them out. If you want an interview with Bethany Maddox Sands, Chris Woodruff, Dennis Kudla, Claire Lou, we've had all of them on in the past two weeks. We've also had people like John Wertheim, like Andy Katz, Ben Rothenberg, Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, you know, we are continue to try to do our part here at Crack Rackets to get us through uh, this painful time as easily as, and you know, with as much fun, having as much fun as possible. If we can provide you guys any relief from your daily stresses, we are doing our jobs. And the people who always do their jobs, super producer Max Fligner, Daniel Westoff, with the f- up and any job they do day in, day out. Again, tons of fun stuff for you guys on the Cracked Rackets front. If you missed any of it, go to our website, CrackedRackets.com, uh, where you can check out everything and more, you know, videos, YouTube, if you need the more immediate update, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow us at Cracked Rackets. You have a DM in mind, an idea for a podcast you think we should do. We're all ears at this point, so be sure to go check out our web, uh, or go check out uh, in our, go message us is what I was looking for. Leave that all in West off in the DMs. Feel free free to shoot out to me as well at great shot podcast huge shout out to our new cr brand ambassadors each of them uh with the passion and relentless enthusiasm we think we will help uh us at cracked records take our sport to the next level so be on the lookout for new content from them very soon uh, i'll give them all shout outs right now why not shout out to clark cummings danielle wolf luke moorhead alex rushin uh v- vanessa vermani wyatt metzger and of course brian zang uh, for joining the Crack Rackets team. And if you have interest, go check out. You can, I think, get involved in that program on our website. But for now, our, for our wonderful guest, World Team Tennis CEO, Carlos Silva, for our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at both Diadem Sports, which again, diademsports.com. Use that promo code CR50, 50% off. And our friends at Aerobar, the only tennis-specific energy bar out there. Use the promo code CRACK30 for 30% off of all of your uh, orders. And from all of us here at both Cracked Records and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I am your host, Alex Gruskin. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you all next week, folks. That's the break. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.